Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to the Presence Podcast. You're here for episode number 307. And if you hear in the background a lawnmower, that's because it is. I am recording this on early Sunday afternoon, about 2 o'clock, and I am sitting back once again in my favorite spot, which is my back porch, my back screened-in patio porch that listeners will know as Serenity Place or Shalom Place. And I'm doing this today because it is a rather pleasant fall day, about mid-50s, upper-50s, a little overcast, but a really lovely fall day. And I'm out here enjoying some gorgeous fall colors. The tree in my neighbor's yard that I can see is is bright orange. Now it looks like it's lost a fair amount of its leaves, so it may not be that orange for much longer. But I'm enjoying that right now. And I'm glad you're here today as I reflect on and share with you how I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open yesterday, Saturday, to experience the presence of God. Now yesterday I recorded my podcast in the morning and it seems like there wasn't a misposted one. So uh, I did refer to that in the podcast, but it looks like I caught that before it went out. So hopefully there wasn't a glitch and we are a-okay. So yesterday, after I recorded that, it was a fairly busy day. Uh, I drove some with my son, who is learning to drive, and then I went to my Saturday job at the winery. Now, regular listeners will know that the winery has been a part of my life for the last six years, and not only is it a second job, a B job for me, but it's really a place where I have met others and have been a part of community. And that has been a really quite a blessing in my life. And I've talked about it numerous times on this podcast as how it has been a place where God's presence has been felt by me. Now, there are some who might think that, well, a winery is just a glorified bar. And well, it kind of is, yes. Although when my children say, hey, our dad's a bartender, I like to say, no, I am a wine tasting room host, which is accurate. And I do think a winery is a little bit different than a bar, in part because what we are serving there, and the only thing that we are serving there, besides sodas, for those who want one, is a product that is a very simple product, wine, a very ancient product, wine, and a product that we make right there on site. It's handmade, it's made with care and concern, and that's what we serve. So I think it's something a little bit more sacred, if you will, perhaps, I think I could use that word here, than just a bar where you know, you're pouring mixed drinks or draft beer or whatever it might be. So I do feel good about it being a place where something special happens. And I think that's something special that I am aware of time and again is the community that has formed there, people that I've gotten to know and regulars who've gotten to know each other there, the community that has come there, 
We've had all sorts of different groups come in for baby showers and bridal showers. And I've had people, families come there after funerals. I had a group of ladies, I think I may have shared about this on the podcast, um, a group of really dressed to the nines uh, African ladies who came in, about 10 of them, and they had just gone to high tea down the street at another uh, restaurant slash uh, bar. And um, they were coming to have a glass of wine with us. And I thought that was kind of neat. Well, yesterday I was aware of community in a, in a different sort of sense because a friend of mine from another place had come to visit me during my shift. And that was really neat. Um, now, this isn't the first time this has happened. Um, actually, uh, the woman who is the nurse at the school at which I teach, um, I had talked about the winery time and again, and well, a year or so ago, maybe, she and her husband came in and, and uh, seemed to have a really lovely time. It was kind of slow, and she and I got to talk, and I think she really enjoyed herself. And yesterday, it was a friend from church um, who I've gotten to know after church, and have really formed a, I think a nice growing friendship with. And she came in and brought her sister-in-law and it wasn't that busy. So they sat at the bar and we had a nice time. I was able to pour them some wine and we talked about it. And I practiced a little bit of my wine tasting teacher business that I'm launching and um, got to know her sister-in-law who is just a, a very dear person and um, really just enjoyed the time that we had. And it was a reminder to me that this place, this winery, is so much more, really, than just a place where people can go and, and you know, have a glass of wine. It's a place where conversation takes place. It's a place where relationship and connection, and I would even say and I use this word intentionally, communion, because I really see that. You know, I, I think that when we celebrate communion in the church, the Eucharist in the church, what we are saying is there is community <clears throat> that we have been formed in. The Holy Spirit has formed us and continues to form us in this community. And when we gather to pray and to sing and to listen and to share stories, it's holy. And I really believe that the holiness around the table at the Eucharist is really meant to help us recognize the holy places where we gather around tables elsewhere as sacred as well. In other words, the table of the Eucharist points us outward to all the other many tables in our lives that can also be tables of communion. And I think the bar at the winery, it's kind of a table, kind of a long, narrow table, can be that and has been that. And I, I've certainly seen it as such. And I felt that yesterday with my, my friend and her sister-in-law being there. And I have felt it numerous times for, with others, people that I've gotten to know there and people who have gotten to know each other there. And I think especially at this time where we're remembering people 
in the church and I talked about All Souls Day and All Saints Day and the winery has become a place of remembrance also which I think is really interesting and even somewhat surprising you know we're under new owners now and I and and Jen the new owner I think really gets the spirit of the place I think she's going to build on it in interesting and creative and exciting ways, but I, I think she gets the spirit of the place because one of the things that the previous owner and his wife did, and I, I don't, I don't think this was ever, I, I don't know that they ever imagined doing this, but it feels very organic to the place is that we've had two chairs. One is a bar stool and the other is one of the low chairs that we've put plaques on to remember, I don't want to call them patrons, I want to call them guests, friends really of the winery who have passed away since the winery has opened. Um, one of them was a gentleman named Ed who was quite a character who would come and sit at the end of the bar in the last chair and I got to know Ed and, and he died suddenly a few, I guess it's been a couple years now. And then there was Don, who I've talked about a number of times on this podcast, who was struck by a car over the summer, and she's the one whose plaque is on the, the low chair at the winery. And I know these plaques have meanings because Don's parents come in and they sit at that table and they use that chair, and I know that that means a tremendous amount to them. And I was actually there one afternoon when Ed's sister from out of town came in to see the, the chair and unfortunately she, the owner and his wife, the one who had created the chair and who also knew Ed, weren't there, but I knew Ed and I was able to tell her about what Ed meant to us at the winery and how we miss Ed at the winery. So again, I'm, I'm struck by this parallel between the sacred, what we call the sacred, at the table of the Eucharist and the secular, what we call the secular, a place like the winery, and really remember because of the connection between the two, the objects, the fellowship, the table, the communion, the conversation, the wine itself, that really they're two parts of the same whole, that they are both sacred. And that quite honestly, when we have the eyes to see and the heart to feel and the soul to sense, Everything is sacred, right? Because if we believe in the incarnation in which God entered into created reality, then everything is sacred. God's own presence here sanctifies everything. So drawing a hard and fast distinction between, oh, the holy is there or, and the holy is not over there, it's very short-sighted and actually makes a lot smaller God than God truly is. So, yes, I'm grateful to my friend that came in. I know she listens to this podcast and this is a shout out to her. She knows who she is. And I wonder yourself, where are those places that others might say, hey, that's not sacred. But you know it is because of what happens there. What you do there, what you experience there, the conversation and the friendship and the connection and the joy and the gratitude that you know that's sacred. 
And therefore, because it is sacred for you and you experience God's presence there, it is sacred, regardless of what others may say. What are those places? And who are the people that gather there? What do you do there? And how can you perhaps point to that place for others and say, it is good to be here because God is here. As always, thank you for listening. Blessings and peace.